Hello. Maggie's here. What's going on, Maggie? Just getting started today. Looks like you're the first one here. Thanks, Maggie. I am feeling better. <laughs> I didn't go to Juilliard is joining. Ah, somebody did the uh, movie homework. All right. Awesome. Getting all the peoples. All the peoples joining. I hear Jesse. I, I am here. Let's see. Maggie did not. Uh, I'm guessing you did not watch it, but you're excited to hear about it. It's, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Yes. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> uh, let me set, shoot Melanie a reminder real quick. Real quick. My app is not letting me get into the chat. What? St- Silly, silly app. Okay. Oh, I don't need to shoot Melanie a reminder. She's here. Hello, Melanie. Hello. Woohoo! All right. Let's let's get this intro going. We're all here. Okay, welcome to the Grog's Lunchbox Live. It's hump day. Hump day! I I get why it's called that, but it's always struck me as a weird saying. But since it's Wednesday, that means... The digital spittoon. (laughs) Digital spittoon. That means somebody's getting all (laughs) kinds of messages. That's me. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, Since it's hump day, that means we had movie homework. Is this a movie? I don't think I don't know that this is a movie. It's a Netflix we, special. That's what it is. Yes, we had a Netflix special homework. <laughs> <laughs> it should just be Netflix. I don't know. It's a Netflix segment. Uh, yeah. So we watched Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk about it a little bit, and several of our listeners in the chat here have also talked, uh, has also watched it. So, and then after that, since this is so short, I don't know how long this conversation will actually go. Of course, as usual, I have TV and movie news. So Which, that's uh, on the fact that it's short means that we're going to talk at length. <laughs> that's true. We're going to talk double late. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So what is this? This is a, as you, as you said, Netflix special, uh, Starring David Harbour, Kate Berlant, Berlant, Alfred Molina, Alex Azarov, uh, and some other people. Uh, written by John Levenstein. Directed by Daniel Gray uh, Lagino. I'm sure I butchered <laughs> that. Lagino. <coughs> is that racist? That is a little racist. Okay. When actor David Harbour finds lost footage of his father's disastrous televised play of a literary of a literary classic, he uncovers shocking 
Family Secrets. Uh, yeah, this is a 28, well, uh, clocked in about 30 minutes, 32 minutes long Netflix special. As I'm assuming this is Matt D says, uh, 28 minute show, three hour podcast. Yep. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's almost like he's heard our reviews before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maggie, it's super short. It's 30 minutes long. Um, I watched it twice. Once by myself and once with Melanie, which is, is it's kind of the trend. Was it as good the second time? Better. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe that this could benefit from multiple watches. I will say, okay, so jumping right into it, I did enjoy this, but I do think it actually plays better on a rewatch because you know what to expect or what not to expect. And I enjoyed all the weird little, very quotable lines much more a second time around. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, not the niece. That, that one. <laughs> the niece, yeah. I love that they just call her the niece. <laughs> and that doctor is incredible. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> super, super exposition heavy and slightly apathetic doctor. That, that's kind of realistic, isn't it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> she loved the morphine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> there is no cure for death. <laughs> yeah. I didn't become a doctor to play God. <laughs> All the foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, so for people... Now, Maggie says she kind of read into this, but did not actually watch it. Um, how How would you explain this to somebody who has not watched it? Oh, um, man. I, it, I mean, it's, it's weird, kind of, but it's not like David Lynch weird. It's its own kind of weird. It's it's the kind of thing I would never, ever, ever recommend to my wife because she hates cringeworthy comedy. I'm amazed Melanie handled it so well, and I'm not sure how much she actually liked it. But if you like The Office, I think you would love this. I, I love The Office. I just can't watch The Office. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, I, no, I mean... I was slightly distracted by my cat, but I know, I know. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, it was it was slight. There were some parts of it that were a little unbearable, but it's it's like I would describe it as uh, actors having fun pretending to be actors. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Matt D, if, if you're not. It, this has got to be Matt D. If you're not Matt D, I apologize, but it is. It's you. Says it's like yeah. Spinal Tap poking fun at Orson Welles and theater actors. Uh, <laughs> Maggie says definite uh, define cringeworthy. Okay, so in in the, this case, cringeworthy in the case of like now a big part of this is a old theater. It kind of jumps back and forth between a quote unquote David Harbor the third and his father's like old televised theater play and the acting in the theater play is intentionally terrible um so in this case cringeworthy in the case of like it's people i don't know how to explain it acting badly but when they they portray it like they're acting great I, i don't know they also like in the document, the mockumentary uh, aspect of it, they really play up that awkward, uh, uncomfortable moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Maggie says, my thing is, it's David Harbour. It can't be that bad. I mean, it's great, but like everybody in here who <laughs> plays a bad actor is really good at playing bad actors. Right. It, and it's not... The cringeworthy part comes in when they really nail where it's clearly... Because sometimes when somebody's like intentionally overacting, you're like, okay, I get it. You're playing a bad actor. But sometimes like these, everybody in this is good in that they nail it to where you're like, if this was an actual person acting that way, oh, that'd be so uncomfortable to watch. That's where it's cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the other thing with his, with his dad and, and the, uh, uh, people talking about his dad, you know, that yeah. they just went, they went they just went really far with that too. I thought <laughs> they yeah. did. It's weird too, and it makes there's no purpose. There like there's no like I guess there is technically an arc of sorts, but there's there's I don't know. It's such a weird thing. There's no purpose to it. Um, I could almost I didn't mind all the stuff like the framing device, but I could almost just go in for the full uh what would you say um televised play thing i could just yeah. watch that that was so entertaining to me it was yeah it was a little ridiculous too itself <laughs> thanks alvin send us all the people we'll take them all uh unless they're gonna come in here with weird commands pimping their youtube channel <laughs> hi <Yeah>. david <laughs> <laughs> um so Jesse, what did you think of this? I don't think we actually got your your take on it. I hated it. Uh huh. <laughs> no, this is everything. This is everything. <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> this checks so many boxes for me. Like campy, overdone, uh, David Harbor, <laughs> like everything. I do like me some David Harbor, and this it, it, it's this is very amusing to me because David Harbor. Okay, so a big po- a big point of this is just like poking fun at actors that take themselves too seriously, like pretentious actors. And it's so funny because David Harbour is kind of one of those people. That big speech that he gave at an awards thing a couple years ago that went viral with uh, uh, Winona Ryder, like, you know, there was the meme of her, like, just her reactions to it. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, no one's feeling that speech harder than Winona Ryder right now. Um, that whole thing. He he is the kind of guy that's like acting can change the world acting, but clearly he also realizes that it's kind of ridiculous and he can clearly poke fun of at himself. Um, so I really appreciate that aspect in a way. He was kind of the perfect person to cast in this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I don't know any any uh, details about this. Like, is this? Did he write this? Is he just? acting in it is it all him what what's going on with this thing no i bet i I bet it was like uh what's that like who like a kevin smith podcast except it was just him doing that with a bunch of netflix people no he did not write this uh he did not write or direct it he is one of the producers or executive producers but um it was written by a john levenstein levenstein and directed by uh that daniel gray longierno Apologies. Uh, and they sit around with Netflix, huh? And, t- and talk and laugh and make up fun shows to make. That's what they do. Yeah, I don't know. This is such a weird... Just, it's just a one-off. 
mockumentary special. Um, Every once in a while, Netflix does like this kind of weird special where they'll do like a, a very Murray Christmas or like stories with Bill Murray, you know, like they'll just, I don't know. It's funny what, what uh, Netflix will throw money at. And, uh, and I'm grateful a hundred thousand times over. Uh, Jasper is fully allowed to promote podcasts in the chat. And he is because he's promoting our shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that does help. I do want to clarify if there's anybody new who's like, why did he yell at the one guy for promoting stuff, but not this other guy? Well, the other, they're both trolls. <laughs> Jasper is a troll. He's part of He's our, our troll. He's our yeah. troll. He trolls for the Grolics. He's the, he's the troll guru certified before there were certifies. Maggie was advertising our merch on uh, their social media. You were, I seen it and I liked it. I think Thank I liked you. it for my personal account. Yeah. Hey, thanks for mentioning it. Hey, we have a we have a T Public store. It's under the Electronic Media Collective, um, specifically. But our Grolic shirts and stuff, uh, it's all on sale, up to thirty five percent off, up to uh, up till the twenty first this month. So yeah, if you want a Grolic the, shirt? If you're a girl or female, whatever, if you're a woman, the women's shirts seem not as big as the men's shirts, uh, like my size. They seem, I don't know. The women's shirts are uh, kind of range on the smaller end. Yes. So go a larger size than you normally would? Right. Okay. Good call. I do want to add some new short shirts. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to add some new designs yet. I'm working on a couple. Um, okay. God, I know there's more to say about... Melanie, what did you actually think of this? I don't think we actually got your you um, know, thumbs up or thumbs down on this. I don't know. I'm ambivalent. I mean, it, was, it wasn't horrible, but it's not really my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I watched it once. I probably won't ever watch it again. Yeah. I that's I kind of expected you to hate it. I when I first it. watched I just, this, I was like, I really don't know that Melanie's going to like this. <laughs> it, it's you know, it's not. It's just not my kind of thing. So it's like deadpan comedy, kind of. Um, but it's still kind of goofy, and it's also like actors being up their own butts about acting. So I was like, I don't know if any of this really matches with Melanie's tastes. But. Well, also uh, in the chats here, uh, Matt D pointed out the, uh, the, the commercial, commer- I can't say the word commercialization uh, with, so like the London's of UK or whatever, like, oh, the, like- the commercial that was like a straight rip of, uh, of Orson Welles, uh, notorious commercial where he just gets drunker and drunker and then just starts like berating the producers. I, I enjoyed the little commercials and I loved the catchphrases for everything. Uh, theirs was, it doesn't have what <laughs> doesn't have to be fancy to be the finer things or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you don't yeah. have to have the finer things to be fancy. Oh man. I love that. And I also loved, uh, was it Chekhov's gun? You're gonna fire it. <laughs> You're gonna fire so good. it. I love that little like throwaway line where it's like, and you know that's dirty money. <laughs> like, <laughs> almost nothing line, but it was like, oh, that's so like timely. And he's so he's talking to like associates of his father's, and the one guy's like threatens him kind of like to he's talking about, you know, don't dig too deep, you get dirt on your fingernails. They have this little exchange, and he's like, they don't have to, you know. 
know, pull your fingernails off. That's torture. And he's like, <laughs> David Arbor's response to that is so good. He's like, pull my fingernail. Are you threatening me? Like, <laughs> and he just smiled. So good. Like weird, random oh, stuff like that. Well, and then <laughs> is that are the, are the two? Are they a couple? Or are they just like associates? I think they're just associates. The okay, lady and the, and the guy. Yeah. Like, she just matter of factly is like, well, I was sleeping with him. And he's like, well, you weren't the only one. And she's like, I know. <laughs> uh, Whoa, what was that? Somebody hit a desk or something. Yeah, I, oh. I hit my, my mic. I, th- I thought it was like a like a new, uh, you know, a new sound we were using to transition or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my shock mount. It only works when I don't shock it. <laughs> uh, okay, so... We've had some thoughts from people in the chat. Like I know, I know Matt D watched it, and he, I believe, liked it quite a bit. Matt D, do you have anything specific to say on there? If you're still, um, Matt D, oh man, I love the lore of Harbor Junior. <laughs> Just kind of po- poking through. Uh, Paul Harder the third says they're dudes playing dudes pretending to be other dudes question mark. So it was so actorception. It really was. It was like seven dude layers deep. <laughs> I also enjoyed the little bit towards the beginning where David Arbor's he's introducing himself and he's like, "This is my father, David Harbor Jr." And there's a picture of him of you know in like from the seventies or something. And then he walks up to another picture and it's him wearing the same outfit he's wearing at that moment. And it's David Arbor the third. And then he walks and he's like, even my grandfather. And it's like a dude in like a thirties, one strap, a uh, one strap, like uh, what, what is strong man outfit or whatever. Yeah. David Arbor senior, just there's some good goofy stuff like that. Uh, let's see. Well, then the, uh, like the leading lady from the play walks and then she's clearly not aged a day. Mm. <laughs> And what was that whole bit? Because then she's like, like, well, clearly I've mistimed my entrance. I'll just, I won't make the same mistake on my exit. And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward moment where she comes in and then like, what? What was that even for? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Matt D, that was such an office-like moment. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of was for sure. Uh, I don't know. I come back to... and that's acting sucker that smack punches the wall just stuff like that that, a lot of it is deadpan and it's like kind of I don't know maybe chuckle chuckle worthy comedy but there's a couple moments that I laughed out loud is when towards the end you know oh oh no it was the niece and then also (laughs) and that's acting sucker and punches the wall like I laughed out loud so hard at those well and then the actor's trunk like when they would just like do do a a sideways glance to like like this whole idea that he went to juilliard even though he never did go to juilliard but he always told people that he went to juilliard he even worked that into his his dr frankenstein speech where he's like and that's how i got into juilliard yes and then like a very long beat then he's like but then i decided to go into science and it's like what instead or something like that yeah the frying pan scene was pretty good. Oh I my god! That. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. She's just like playing it up, and then she like it's so understated, and then she just tells you, and she's yeah. like, yeah, that, that, "He died," <laughs> because I, that's when I realized, oh, my son's dead. He's dead. 
<laughs> and the audience even waits a second and then claps. <laughs> there were a lot of the timing, like they just. I joined uh, Jasper's wondering what we're talking about. He joined late. Uh, so Frankenstein's Monsters Monster Frankenstein. It's a 30 minute like one off mockumentary thing on Netflix. It's very strange, but you should definitely check it out. Um, oh, especially Jasper, because that's one of the that's one of the key things he like when we're watching movies on on Grolic Cinematic Universe, one of the podcasts we do. Uh, he, one of the things that always gets Jasper if we're watching a movie with bad acting is the timing. He's always like it. I don't know if it's the editing or what, but it's like they wait and then they say their line. They take that to the max in this to the max where <laughs> for whatever reason, cause there's a gun laying out. Every character seems to be drawn to this gun, but that, the, that little girl wasn't drawn to the gun. She's no, not she's, curious about it. She, I'm not curious about the gun. <laughs> Awkward yes. smile as she goes out the door. <laughs> uh, but the first lady that comes in, uh, she she's like going towards the gun. And then the younger guy walks in and she like, you know, moves away from it. And he walks all the way across the room and he goes, don't touch that. And then he pauses. It's a gun. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, okay, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Jasper says, Grolic Cinematic Universe, you mean that podcast we can listen to on here or Spotify? Don't forget, you can also hear it on Grolic's, on Grolic's, on Google, yeah, we're the new Google, on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or GrolicsPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. It's Guru certified. I know, Alvin, I did mess it up. I was so close to like really nailing a bad speed pimpage. Shattering. Grolic's. <laughs> podcast <laughs> um, that's acting sucker yeah. <laughs> and that's acting sucker she's like the sucker like what <laughs> uh, Matt D says oh and this movie was so much about identity too lots of subtext with who the actor really is yeah I mean <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm distracted by Jasper's pimpage. Oh, he had the devil's oh. powder today. Oh, Jasper, he's fallen oh, off the devil's the G fuel wagon. So you can find him later at Wendy's <laughs> in a dumpster behind Wendy's, <laughs> feeling bold. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't find, uh, you mean your powder? Yep, <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> G powder, yeah. That, oh. It is the G powder. <laughs> That's the secret. That's our secret. Okay. Um. No. Yeah. Like I was saying about. I don't know. Now, obviously, this is this is all fictionalized. Uh, what? David Harbor's father's name is not David Harbor Jr. and all I didn't that. Get that at all. Uh, but it is fun, and I do enjoy. Like, I wonder how this came about. I. How much I wonder how this came about, and how much of David Harbour's impassioned speech at that award ceremony, however long ago, influenced either this as a whole or at least him being cast in this. When I hadn't even heard about this until like I don't know, it was maybe a couple days before we decided we were going to do it for for homework. And mine was when I heard about it last night when Randy told me you guys were watching it. 
<laughs> I, it's so funny because I've talked about it on the show. No, really? <laughs> hey, it's okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't listen to me either. Um, <laughs> uh, well, no, we didn't really talk about it. I think I mentioned that it was a thing, and the only reason I keyed into it is because I seen the title in the uh, headline of an article at some or something, and I was like, "What? Frankenstein's monsters, monster Frankenstein? What is that?" And then I seen David Harbour and I was like, I don't care what it is. I'm in because um, I love that guy. I actually got when I was sick last week, I got sucked into one day. I got sucked into a rabbit hole of just watching interviews with him um, on YouTube. And he's not as pretentious as all that. But he does occasionally like and he he admits that it's ridiculous, but he does occasionally get on his like. Anything could change the world, including acting. If you believe in it, if you pour, believe in it enough and pour yourself into it and blah, blah, blah. So he, you know, he does get into it. Someone listens to you, Randall. Thank you. He remembers he, you talking. About Matt it. D remembers me talking about it right. weeks ago. Oh, weeks okay. ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hear him talk about it a lot all the time. So it's hard. I have to like compartmentalize and it's so it gets lost. <laughs> oh, there's that whole, uh, like, that whole like MTV uh, basically VJ interview type of thing where, where the gal is just like, she, she could care less about his character, uh, but wants to know about that. Yeah. The young guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and then, and then it, it becomes like plainly obvious that maybe he has killed this young actor by cutting the brake lines. <laughs> I love in the span of like a minute, they set this whole like subplot up of, <laughs> he might have murdered the guy and then it cuts back and it's like no he had an alibi his alibi was solid he wasn't a murderer and it's like wait what <laughs> they're just like throwing yeah. everything at the wall and that, <laughs> it is funny because this feels pretty dense it really is only 30 minutes but they somehow it feels like they cram a lot into 30 minutes yeah especially when they have all those big pauses yeah yeah how do they do the pauses and still <laughs> right. fit a lot it just jumps I don't know it's that like taking benefit of the ability to use the documentary mockumentary style just to like inject all these random little tidbits and facts in there quickly and then dispel them. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to, what else to say about it. Matt D says good, good editing. He also calls out the uh, enunciate, enunciate, enunciate joke, which is classic cheesy actor. Like, I couldn't give a new actor, you know, one bit of advice. It had to be three. Enunciate, enunciate, enunciate. You know, just wow. That kind of thing. Why do they always make... I'm sorry, this is not. This is off topic, but enunciate is not the easiest word to enunciate, right? Why do they always make the word something that you can't do? You know, like in that, in that, that is that lisp. The person with the lisp can't say that. Um, a stutter. Somebody stutter, with a stutter yeah. is impossible to say stutter. Why do they? Why are they evil like that? Or uh, plosive. That's something I come across a lot because I, you know, edit audio. Mm. Plosive is the perfect sound to cause a pop plosive sound that it explains, mm -hmm. that it describes. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Jasper enjoys Melanie's rant tangents. Thank you. Melanie's. Uh, Maggie says Melanie getting salty in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darn you people who made English language. 
<laughs> I also enjoy uh, David Harbour's father character berating uh, actors who adopt accents as he's doing it in a bad, like, actorly British accent. Uh-huh. Right. When they spent all the money to get uh, his favorite actor into the, the play and then used him to deliver basically three lines in the whole thing. But they were, like, the three most meaningful, like, heartfelt lines in the whole play. Right. Actor, actor, Alfred Molina is great. Oh, yeah. He's he's got his own doctorate in octopus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I seen him, I was like, we can't get away from Spider-Man on this show. (laughs) No. I need more movies. More movies about Spider-Man. I have an octopus doctorate. You don't go to octopus school for eight years to be called Mr. I call it the octorate. The, um, the octorate. Oh, that's 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 why I come. I I come for the camaraderie. I stay for the, for the puns. Puns. Uh, I have been debating. Oh, Jasper said this is not. Re- this is kind of tied to what we were. Uh, Jasper said he saw the new Spider-Man movie. Not bad. Not the best though. You have heard kind of mixed things about it. I, was, I thought it was pretty good. I oh, you seen it? A, okay. I thought it was more of a Spider-Man movie than the first one. Really? Well, I mean, I I have a little bit of a hot take on that. I felt like uh, the first Spider-Man movie was very Iron Man heavy, considering. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We might have to do we might have to do a double Spider-Man uh, review at some point on so, Grolics because yeah. I actually got Melanie to watch the first Spider-Man the other day. Yeah. Sweet. Good job, Randy. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. All the marvels. Matt D says the Spider-Man movie is a 4.5 stars from him. Yeah. No, it's great. It's a, uh, I'm responding to Jasper. He says there's nothing wrong with it being Iron Man heavy. Uh, and that's, that's true. I just, uh, for the very first outing as a solo Spider-Man movie, I, I assumed it was going to be less him wearing an Iron Man suit and more him learning how to be Spider-Man. But Maggie says four Mortys out of five. They're they're not doing an origin story, right? Uh, for Spider Man? Yeah. Right. So uh you already know so he's a star, right? Sort of, yeah. But well, then he's got this crazy suit with all the computer. I mean, like he's basically Well, yeah, I guess. I I, I wanted a, a scaled back Spider Man suit for his initial go. Wow, Tony Stark just followed us. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, that's good timing. Yeah, no, it's fine if it's Iron Man heavy if you're into lower tier characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go again. No, that one podcast isn't in here. I don't think anybody's going to be that upset except Jasper, and that was the purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah, that reminds me. Randy not only got me to see Spider Man, he actually got me to listen to most of a podcast. What? Yeah, Maggie's podcast. Yeah, Maggie's podcast. Oh, there you I go. Did, I did have to go to the bathroom for a little bit of it, but. My most of it, I was there. There you go. That's how you rate Maggie. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty it is. sure. <laughs> I, haven't listened listened. I haven't listened she's, to any of ours. I don't think. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure she's listened to more of one of Maggie's episodes than she's ever listened to any one of our episodes. And well, we've been doing this for over five years. Yeah, but I, I've listened to you edit before, so that's like me having to listen to it like 14 times or something like that. <laughs> Just the same line, <laughs> the same bad line, because it has to be edited. 
Yeah. Jasper, I'm a little confused as to the post you're referring to, but we might be miscommunicating. Um, oh, Maggie's got another episode coming up this Sunday, and I believe it's her birthday this upcoming Sunday, and they're going to talk about cartoon dogs, her favorite cartoon dogs. Droopy. It better be droopy. <laughs> droopy. Droopy, droopy, droopy. <laughs> I, can't just, I can't just pick one i have to pick three droopy droopy and droopy i get it i like yeah. it uh that reminds me might as well segue into random pimpage, pimpage for something that is weeks away uh next month i don't think covert nerds in here today he nope. usually joins in sometimes when he's available but i will be on an episode of covert nerd next month wait i Woo! talked him into uh he recently did an episode uh, with one of the guys from Make Eternia Great Again, uh-huh. with Jeff, who we've had on our show before, too. Yes, sir. Uh, he did an episode of their top three favorite like 80s arcade games. And I was listening to that, and I was like, I want to talk Super Nintendo games in the same format. So, so I, yeah, messaged, I messaged Lee from Covert Nerd and was like, hey, you want to do that, but with Super Nintendo games? I'll, I'll join you. And so that's what we're going to do. Perfect. Um, so we'll we'll each pick our three favorite. And I did it because I was thinking that, I don't know, Lee mentioned a Super Nintendo game. I was like, I bet he was a Super Nintendo kid. He wasn't. But I, oh. I believe he's had. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh. What was he then? Was he like, a... so he was Genesis then? or I, I'm not sure. But he said two of his brothers had Super Nintendo. I'm like, you're practically Super Nintendo kid then. What are you talking about? Right. Like, how do you, how do you miss Super Nintendo? Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Classic NES all day, man, uh, says Matt D. I actually never owned the original Nintendo. I had an Atari 20... Was it 2600? Uh, I had an Atari 2600. Or is it 2800? I did... Whatever. Um, When everybody had a Nintendo. But then I got a Super Nintendo, so... I got a Nintendo when PlayStation came out. <laughs> My parents were a little wow. Yeah, awesome. they, yeah. Wow. You sound Sorry. like you're in an office. That is a very official ringtone right there. Do you have we to got one! Sorry, hold on a second. That's right. You can mute your side of this. I don't think she's going to. Hello? We nope, get a, we're we're, we're going to listen. Like, secrets. Secret, not wrong number. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> dude, phone. Dude, phone. Alvin, take it easy. He said, gotta go, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Alvin. You are truly a guru. A guru. The, the guru of the gurus. Maggie says, so for Christmas, I got a Switch. It's my first video game console ever. That is kind of mind-blowing to me. I, I have one. It's fun, and I almost never use it. Uh, they're coming out with a new Switch here soon. It's uh, basically like their portable-only Switch. It'll be a little cheaper, a little lighter, doesn't have the dock, a little smaller. I like it, except you know what that means. They're getting rid of the, the, the Game Boy, basically, entirely. No, yeah. You're, uh, 
whatever little the DS the I DS mean, yeah. yeah I mean but I mean basically the chain of evolution has grown like the the trees branches have grown together and now the Game Boy and the console are one. There will Maggie be says, no Game Boy exclusives. I was never allowed to have video games as a kid, and so I never learned to want one. That would make me want one more. And then this Christmas, Sean got it for me. Uh, he wants to he wants to play games together. Yeah, I mean it's. I'm always looking for games I can play with Melanie, and there are a few. But the problem is finding games that we're both into. Mm-hmm. And then when we do find games we're both into, it's something like Skyrim that you can't really play together. And uh, Elder Scrolls Online and all that are not quite the same. And I keep hearing bad things about Fallout 76. Otherwise, that sounded like it would be the perfect solution because she'll play Fallout as well. Hmm. Smash Brothers and Splatoon is Maggie's new obsessions. (gasps) Jasper is getting a PC. And that just now occurred to me that that means we can play PC games together. Finally. You got to get Steam. If you have your brother's PC, uh, gaming PC, Jasper, does that mean you have access to his Steam account and already have games? That's a yes, I believe. <laughs> he says, "I may." Dot, dot, dot. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to out himself as using somebody else's account because I don't okay. know if that's legal. <laughs> just like, just like his uh, after hours uh, activities behind Wendy's. <laughs> <That's never happened. laughs> but no, it's legal. You can only, they know that happens. Um, that's why they have certain things in place to where, for example, Melanie, most of the time uses my steam account. She's not even in the same town as me now. Now we can use it at the same time and play games on it at the same time, but we can't play the same game on it at the same time. Oh, I see. Unless one of us goes offline mode. Yeah. So, Which we have. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah. But. But we don't like to do that. Nope. Uh, all right. Who called? Who called? Melanie, who called you? Uh, place. Um, my, I wanted to say real quick. I love that a lot of places are doing phone interviews now. Oh, yeah. Um, because then they can, if they don't like me, then I don't have to get dressed up and go somewhere and worry the whole time. I can stay at home in my jammies and just try to be appealing, you know, on the phone, which is, works really good for me, too. Because um, I think I sound nicer than I am. I'm kind of slumpy. So, you know. Slumpy? Yeah. <laughs> Not slumpy. I so? love that. I love that word, though. But no, you're not slumpy. Well, I feel like I'm slumpy. I agree. Uh, I wish they, at the very least, would use phone interviews to kind of vet people, you know, and be like, okay, we're going to do a phone interview with you first. And if we're really, really serious about you, then we'll make you dress up and come in. Right. And that's usually, that is usually what they do. But, you know, there's a couple of them that right away were, I mean, we fi- we figured out right away that I wasn't the right person for them, um, and they weren't the right job for me. So that was that was nice. Uh, Paul says yes. Naked interviews. <laughs> <laughs> more more naked interviews. Yep. Uh, I like Jeff- to do na- naked podcast too. 
<laughs> I've, I've done underwear podcasts for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jasper says the zoo has two phone interviews and one in person. Yeah. Wow. See, that's okay. Unless you get to that third interview and they don't hire you at that point, I'm going to start getting really irritated. Well, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Three interviews is like, I better, better be pretty close here. Yeah. Comfort is everything. Paul speaking of Paul, he sent us a news article as he tends to do, which I appreciate Paul. I do. Uh, and this is a good one. This is a great one. And I had not seen this yet. Cause I am kind of out of the loop. Uh, Ty- wow, oh, and then, you, and then you didn't add it to the note. <laughs> I did. I did. Did you? Okay. Yeah, it's in there. Oh, uh, Watiti signs on to direct and write Thor four. Yes. All right. Uh, another. T- uh, how am I, Why am I stumbling over his first name? I've said it right many times before. Taika. Taika. Watiti. Uh, yes, he did Thor Ragnarok, which is uh, probably maybe one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, so are they going to do it with the, the um, Val, Valkyrie chick, or is he going to be in it, do you think? She was in the still frame for, for one of the articles, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. she'll be involved. Well, she's going to be Thor, I thought. No, well, yeah, she's not really going to be Thor. Yeah. They just set up that she was going to take Thor's place as the protector of peoples. Well, that's, but that's Thor. If you look at, I mean, no, nah, they're I'm not going to, they're not going to rename her Thor though. Okay. They're not going to go like weird comic bookies. She's not going to be lady Thor. Okay. Good. She'll be the Valkyrie or whatever. Um, but I mean, if he hasn't even written it yet, so who knows, but this will cause issues with his, uh, uh, Akira. Oh, God, what was it? Was it a series or was it a movie? Because he's working on Akira as well. I believe a live action Akira. Really? Yes. So but I don't can... know if it's a series or a movie. Uh, Paul says series. He also says it might be time for the hammer handoff, which, which I'm fine with. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't care about live action Akira in the slightest. That's going to sound super rude, but I only say that just because, like, something like that, even in the hands of somebody talented, there's so much potential for that to just be wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we know what Thor Ragnarok is, and I, I want more of that. I want some more for Thor, the, the Thor, 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 Yeah. So. But it's not going to be the same. They're going to be like in Maine or wherever they're living, and it's like they're going to you know. be in space. They're going to be doing crazy space <laughs> stuff. There's going to be trip out, colorful visuals. There's going to be Led Zeppelin, Thor Ragnarok, some giant two headed dog or something. I don't know why it took them three movies to finally make one Thor movie, but Thor Ragnarok was great. So, uh. This guy on board is the only thing that would make me interested in another Thor movie. Thor on acid. Yeah, basically. Thor on acid with a sense of humor. I'm glad that they finally got a good director and didn't have issues. 
Because isn't it? Wait, no, they both did, didn't they? Both both uh, DC and Marvel had weird things where they ended up firing the directors. Well, DC's had that on like almost every movie they've every DC movie they've produced. But no, yeah, Ant Man, Ant Man. Yeah. I was super excited about initially because Edgar Wright was attached, and then creative differences pushed him out of the project. And I still wonder what kind of awesome Ant Man movie we could have. Not that Ant Man was bad. Well, it had Paul Rudd in it, so it can't be bad. But. Yeah, I still wonder what the Edgar Wright Ant-Man would be like. I imagine it'd be lean more into that super trippy scene where he goes into the subatomic universe thing. Mm-hmm. So I want more. Uh, just give me trippy vo- visuals and some funny superheroes, Marvel. That's all you need to do. That or suck it up and give me good like uh, Luke Cage Daredevil again. But that's not going to happen. Not for two years anyways. That's true, yeah. Um, okay. The rest of these, I don't have... Oh. I just added one that uh, Paul <laughs> said in the chat yesterday. Okay. Well, you take that one then. I was going to say there's... Wait, I don't know this next story. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this one does come from from Paul. Uh, it's uh, from comicbook.com. And I don't, so I don't know too much about the source, but Marvel announces new Ghost Rider series. Uh, Marvel has announced a new Ghost Rider series that will see both Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch return to action. The new series is written by Ed Brisson of X Force and drawn by Young Gun Aaron Cooter from Gardens Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I could say Cooter, but not Guardians. Um, and it launches in October. Marvel's description of the series reads, The brothers Ghost Rider are back. Johnny Blaze ain't just the king of hell. He's the warden, too. He's the first line of defense between the demonic hordes trying to escape the joint and the lords of other hells making a play for his throne and all the power that comes with it, including a certain evil queen from his past. Meanwhile, Danny Ketch never wanted to be a Ghost Rider, now that his brother's in charge downstairs, Ketch must take on the duty of Earth's spirit of vengeance full time, no matter how much he'd rather be doing anything else. This is an actual comic book. We don't talk about comic books on Well, Broadway. we're supposed to, but you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it shows an image, like a cover image, and it says, Beware the Ghost Rider. So I don't know if that's the name of it or if it's just like flavor text and it's just going to be Ghost Rider. If I could ride around with my hair on fire and with a skull face, I, that's all I would ever do. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like, you know, I mean, like those are top two Ghost Riders right there and they're in the same book. Sweet. You, you, you don't get a song. You don't get Henry Rollins to write a song about you on this pretty cool <laughs> right ghost rider riding around with his head on fire brilliant brilliant lyrics <laughs> well well done that's that's songwriting sucker <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right uh let's see this also came from comicbook.com no they're they they're somewhat they're okay they're okay source because I actually found this next uh, story elsewhere, and they said it was broke by comicbook.com. So, Game of Thrones prequel, House Stark gets a new look and sigil in new set photos. 
now this is not super exciting, except whatever. Um, it's just more details and confirmation on Game of Thrones prequel. Um, but it's basically just somebody on, it looks like Twitter took pictures of, a, I'm guessing, a, you know, whatever, a prop boat thing. And it's got a kind of wolfy-like sigil. So they suspect it's an early version of House Stark. But they, you know, that's not confirmed. Hmm. So, but hey, they're shooting they're shooting some prequel Game of Thrones stuff, and uh, it'll be a long time before that series actually airs. But why? Because HBO doesn't want to go out of business. That's uh, a stark reality, right there. So, according to this article, the prequel this is, and the, really this is the main reason I pulled up this story because to talk about the prequel. The prequel will be set thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones, with a cast that includes Naomi Watts, Josh Whitehouse. Miranda Richardson, Jamie Campbell Bauer, and on and on and on and on. Uh, let's see. I believe, what's his name? George R. R. Martin is involved, but I'll, but it's not going to have the showrunners from the from regular Game of Thrones series. It's going to have new showrunners. So maybe they won't get completely burnt out and fizzle at the end. Um yeah, I've just evolved into bashing on the last season like everybody else, I guess. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but you know what? It's getting to me a little bit. The more I think about it, they did kind of drop the ball. Um, that's it. That's all I really got here. But yeah, whatever. I don't know. I'm interested uh, because this is good. It sounds like this will be more. This is back when there's still like the White Walkers going on, but also like before the other mythical key- creatures seem to have disappeared for whatever reason. There's going to be mammoths and more dire wolves and stuff like that. So it's a little bit more fantasy ish, fantasy Game of Thrones type show. Because mm-hmm. Game but- of Thrones is very like, for the most part, it kind of seemed like most magic was. They didn't really, a lot of people didn't really believe in magic. Mm-hmm. So this kind of seems like a more mythical period or mystical period, I should say. Yeah. So right before the white workers murdered all the other magical things and everybody got fired. Yeah. Um, so I guess this prequel is going to lead up to a similar, <laughs> similar end as the new show. Is <laughs> the white walkers win? I mean, didn't we see this already in uh, the Three Eyed Ravens flashbacks? Like, so so we're gonna get the story of how Hodor holds the door. <laughs> is that what happens? No, because that was modern times. This is gonna be modern times. This is gonna be thousands thousands of years before that. So somebody's gonna have a flash. They're gonna have a premonition of Hodor holding the door, and then someone, and then they're gonna kill a fairy, and then they'll turn into White Walkers. And they're going to say all kinds of things that are like, if you've seen the show, you're like, oh, that's funny because it's not true or it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, this other thing. Okay, so I'm not really going to dive into the story, but Apple's set to release The Banker, starring Anthony Mackie and Samuel L. Jackson. It's a movie. It's a drama. I I might even be like a fact-based drama. However, the reason I highlighted the story is because Apple is releasing this thing. So Apple has 
is doing a Netflix now where they're buying up movies that hit, um, you know, Sundance and stuff like that. They're buying up these movies and they are they're going to release them on Apple's. Is it a new service? A new oh, streaming Lord. service they got going on? They just, they just uh, got rid of iTunes and all the movies. Uh, that they okay, have there? Yeah. So I'm so, sure. Uh, so I want to give a completely inaccurate pitch for this movie. Uh, it's it's okay. the Falcon, and he's just ghosting uh, Nick Fury's calls on his iPhone. <laughs> Got to have the Apple <laughs> device in there, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's Apple. Uh, yeah, so it's Apple's uh, upcoming Apple TV Plus, which is part of, yes, they split iTunes up and will piecemeal every little bit of service out as a new service, yeah. Apple died when Steve Jobs died. Hot take. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> I think everyone um, knows it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> including <laughs> Apple. Yeah. No, it is interesting that this movie has... Uh, yeah. Whatever. You know, if you're in a Marvel movie, I imagine it's fairly easy to get work after that because a lot of times studios look at like how much your last X amount, they have a whole formula for how much your X amount of last, you know, past move, uh, previous movies brought in. So I don't know if you're, I mean, they're Samuel L. Jackson. They're really putting the names to work on this. You know, I mean, like you've got these two huge names because of the Marvel movies. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you slap a title on this movie, like the banker. Man, that's a movie I want to see. Oh, Paul, Paul, Paul Harder points out, unless you're Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, well, she it's kind of her own doing at this point. She, she just needs to be cautious of the things she says. Um, okay, so The Banker, yes, sounds riveting. Right. Uh, but it's a drama based on the true story of two African-American entrepreneurs who, during the 1950s, tried to circumvent, circumvent the racial limitations of the era and take on the establish, uh, establishment by recruiting a working class white man and training him to pose as the head of their business empire while they posed as a janitor and a chauffeur. Wow. Hmm. Okay. That's a, that a lot more plot than I would ever get from a title like the banker, right? None of them are bankers. I don't know. you know like they should i don't know i don't know what they would call it but this this doesn't sell it for me because if i look at that on a marquee like a movie theater as i'm driving by i'm gonna go oh toy story 4 is still in theaters oh spider-man's still in theaters the banker oh yeah that's the one i want to (laughs) see i mean the story sounds interesting it's based on a true story um but yeah, I mean... They should have named it something like the Tennessee Shuffle or some something, I don't know. <laughs> the Tennessee Shuffle. I don't know. I don't know that I'd want to see that either. <laughs> but I see what my you're saying. Va- my valet's not as good as Bruce Lee. Uh, <laughs> inject, inject a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, fun into that title. Well, shuffling is fun. Uh, the only other story, uh, we're getting down on here on time, but the only other story is, again, not a super exciting one, but it was interesting to me. So Robert Eggers, who made who uh, he made The Witch, came out a few years ago, a horror movie. A very Is it Witch or the one with the two Vs? 
Like, it's the one with the two V's. Okay. And every time Rick says his name, all I can think of is Eggersuit. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's right. Robert Eggersuit. Uh, so he had to convince Poland that he wasn't a Satanist to uh, get back in the country to shoot a movie. So this is because... <laughs> you're like, what, what evidence do you present that you're not a Satanist? <laughs> right? And also, Poland. Really? <laughs> right, right. Oh, guys. Uh, so the studio, A24, uh, produced the movie or whatever. They had to market it, and the movie doesn't have any big names to attach to it. So they come up with this, like, marketing ploy to have uh, the Church of... No, the Satanic Temple. It's a very important distinction. The Satanic Temple endorsed the film as a marketing thing. Like, you know, go see The Witch. The Satanic Uh-oh. Temple endorsed it. It's a horror movie. Okay. Now, and they did. Now, Eggers didn't want this. And he told them, don't, no, don't do this. I don't want to be associated with that. And he says it's not them specifically. He also wouldn't want to be... Uh, wouldn't want it endorsed by something called, like, Christ's Temple either. He just didn't want it. Um, and he said, people are going to think I'm an effing Satanist. So a few years later, um, it became an issue. He was uh, scouting locations for a new film and couldn't get into Poland. Apparently the woman, is this quote from this article, the woman who was running the film office said, we don't ro- want Robert Eggers coming to Poland because he's a Satanist. And so apparently they had to spend a week convincing them that he wasn't before they could go scout in Poland. Travel bans are the new black or what? Orange is the new black. No, I don't know. Too soon. (laughs) No, I'm just distracted by. I just uh, don't want to sound like a, you know. Oh yeah. Paul went to Crypticon over the weekend. So he's got, he's got awesome stories. Cryptocon. Crypticon in Kansas City. Do they do encrypted things? They do horror stuff. Okay. Well, the they makes tend to make you think of you know hackers and stuff. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, no. So I was just reading this thing. Paul said Sid Haig. I'm probably pronouncing that right wrong, but I know who Sid is. Uh, told a story about a director he worked for who would go to high schools and pull titles. The best title won, even if it had nothing to do with the film. You would go see it, be a bit confused, but you'd see it. See? Yeah. He knows. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was in The Devil's Rejects. Yep. <coughs> and the, he's going to be in the upcoming Three from Hell or whatever it's called. Yeah, are you excited about that? We haven't even talked about that. We did talk about it. We talked about it last episode. Oh, <laughs> oh right. we did briefly. That's why it seems familiar. Yeah. I don't remember it. You were not on the last episode. I know. <laughs> I remember not, these things. It wasn't on my radar, and then uh, suddenly people have been talking about it. Uh, partly because I know a lot of people went to who went to Crypticon and and ah uh, uh, yeah. So so it's uh, definitely on their ra- radar now. Yeah, Paul says can't wait. Uh, I'm a little torn. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm interested. Uh, I like zombie style. Uh, I just I don't know. You don't like nepotism, that's what it is. Why is it nepotism? Wasn't it... The, what, which was the one where the movie like starred his wife, and it was... Oh, no, yeah, all of his movies star his wife. Right, right, right. Okay. She's in all of them. You, what, remaking Halloween? 
My wife's in them. All of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, he also ca- he casts like all of his favorite people, like all of his favorite horror uh, legends, right? Isn't yeah, that- I mean, I get that. That's why Sid Sid's in a, a lot of his movies. And Sid, Sid Haig is, is great. Um, his wife's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they had to do this movie soon because Sid's like 80. Right? No doubt. No doubt. Well, 80's like the new 50. Is it? I hope I, so. I, I kind of feel like we're starting the other so. way. I feel like 80's the new 100. Well, really, it, it's, it is for us, but like the kids that are right below us, uh, they're going to live to be like 300 or something. Life expectancy is expectancy is dropping in America. We're on the right track. Continue we... making it great. That's all we got for this, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's a, that's a Continue great... making it great. We don't need regulations. Our life expectancy is just going to drop way down again. Yay. I will get political. Um, so <laughs> You did it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I know this is a weird and abrupt ending, and it show it does. Just die off early. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, that's, that, how, we, that's how we end the show. <laughs> we, we let it die off early. All right. So uh, real quick, let's see. Hey, you like what we do? You can support us. Go to Grolix Pod or go to pay, go become a patron. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Grolix Podcast. If you don't want to do that, guess what? We put out a whole bunch of stuff for free. Anyway, go to GrolixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Next week, what is the next episode coming up? Oh, it's going to be a quick turnaround edit. Next week, uh, there will be a new episode of Grolic Cinematic Universe. Jasper and myself will be discussing Django Unchained and and Wild Wild West. Yes! (laughs) What a pair. What a pairing. But it's one of those things where Jasper said it, and I was like, that's too bad. That's too good to argue with. Yeah. Um, It's both things. Jasper, you better stick to your guns on this. Uh, he has a tendency to, if he really likes something and I don't like it, he has a tendency then to kind of soften how much he likes something, if that makes sense. No, Jasper, I know you love this movie because you seem very disappointed in my rating of it, uh, Wild Wild West. You stick to your guns. If you like it, don't let me talk you out of it. Maybe he just really likes steampunk. I mean... Well, I mean, there's a lot to like then. That's, <laughs> that's the other definitely one. the better part of the movie. <laughs> I say, that's maybe the one thing that movie has going for it. Jingle and, Unchained to the Wild and Wild West. soundtrack like you wouldn't believe. When do we go Wild West? <laughs> <laughs> Only man on the planet that can leave Stevie Wonder on stage and not help him backstage. <laughs> what? I do not you, remember this. You don't remember that? It was like an MTV Movie Awards thing. And uh, so Will Smith does he does a performance of it. And he has everyone there. He has uh, Cisco. He has Stevie Wonder. He has, you know, like the whole thing. And then everybody just like, like the performance is over. Everybody leaves the stage. Nobody gets Stevie off stage. Oh, like, my gosh. Poor Stevie Wonder out there. Wow. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, that's nice. Nice way to go. Awkward. <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you had a good Wednesday. Continue having a good Wednesday. We'll be back Friday to talk about what's coming out in the movies this weekend and whatever else. Wacky wacky Wednesday. Wacky wacky Wednesday. Uh, eventually, our outro will start playing.
soon as Castbox catches up. Me either. Castbox, uh, you are not doing your job with this audio clip. Come on, Castbox. There it is. Hey! All right, Castbox. I do you do that. I do you can come through. Totally redeemed yourself. Somebody's like, what? We're, we're just <laughs> we're just harassing the system for not playing our audio clip. Passed it up is all. Castbox. Castbox is like, wait, what? What? What's going on? Yeah, it probably is. It's a worker. Like, like, like wait, excuse me. We're just we're having fun. We're having fun. Oh, now they're trying to join. No, Castbox is fine. Hello. They tried to call in. They tried to call in twice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're ending the show now. The show is over. We're, we've gone a little overtime, actually. Uh, if if you re- re- really are with Castbox, we like the system. Yep, and you can message us. Yep, I suppose you know how to get a hold of us. Come on, uh, <laughs> Nick Fury here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Let's not let's not let's not draw this out too long. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed doing it. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.